feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Breaking news. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, it is closer to game over for President Trump against the other candidates because it looks like now he has gotten one of the biggest, most coveted endorsements. And it's certainly one that is raising the ire of Nikki Haley. Just a little bit ago, Senator Tim Scott, of course, the senator from South Carolina, and he is the senator who was appointed in December 2012 to the Senate seat by then South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. Well, guess what? Tonight, he endorsed President Trump, and that is a huge win for President Trump. What a slam to Nikki Haley in her own home state with a friend, Tim Scott. They know each other well. She wanted that endorsement. And now he is backing President Trump. Boy, does that help him in a huge way. And here is the big announcement just a little bit ago from Tim Scott. We need a president who will close our southern border today. We need Donald Trump. We need a president. We need a president who will unite our country. We need Donald Trump. We need a president who will protect your Social Security and my mama's Social Security. We need Donald Trump. We need a president today who will stop the crime and recklessness in the streets. We need a president who will restore law and order. We need Donald Trump. Oh, we need a president who will lower our taxes and not raise our taxes. We need a president like Donald Trump. We need a president who understands the American people are sick and tired of being sick and tired. We need, we need a president our foreign adversaries are afraid of and our allies respect. We need, you see, we need a president who doesn't see black or white. We see a, a president who sees Americans as one American family. We need. And that's why I came to the very warm state of New Hampshire to endorse the next president of these United States. President That was just a few minutes ago. Again, I believe that is an enormous endorsement for President Trump. 
He's also lined up, of course, the other senator, Lindsey Graham from South Carolina, who is backing President Trump. And this is a very big deal because President Trump is also trying to decide, should he get the nomination? And it looks like he's clearly on a path to do so at this point. Who knows? But he looks like he is definitely on that path. Who will be his potential vice presidential running mate? Now, we all know Trump is one of those people who goes by loyalty. And he goes by people who took a chance supporting him early on. Tim Scott, of course, also ran against Trump, but never really smeared Trump. He's always run this very optimistic, very sort of jovial, very positive campaign. I've met Tim Scott. I went to University of South Carolina. So uh, I know Tim Scott. I know, of course, the president, President Trump. Know certainly Nikki Haley, too, as well. And when you look at the dynamics, the fact that this optimistic message African-American. He always tells the story, Tim Scott, of how his family went from cotton to Congress in a lifetime, that his father literally was picking cotton, his grandfather, and that he luckily was alive to see him on the path to politics and see him succeed. And here he is, uh, you know, senator running again for president. He dropped out fairly early on, but he's always kind of taken this very high road, very positive. And it's interesting because there is a chance that he could be President Trump's potential running mate. There's a lot of buzz tonight as to who President Trump could potentially pick. We've heard Tim Scott's name in the race. We've also heard Ben Carson's name. We've also heard Elise Stefanik. Of course, New York Congresswoman who seared, grilled, and sautéed uh, then-Harvard President Claudine Gay. Remember, that was like the best grilling, I think, ever on Capitol Hill. That definitely got President Trump's attention. There's also Christy Nome of South Dakota, the governor there. Uh, there's a number of names sort of out there in the hopper, but it's apparently a pretty small list. And this could work well, Tim Scott getting out there positive message, steadfast, also one of those folks who could say, listen, uh, I don't believe that America is, quote, a racist country, because that seems to be the comment that we hear over and over again. The Georgia DA says it's racism whenever anybody questions her. And we're going to talk about her later on in the show because there's a whole bunch of new details. Kamala Harris says, well, she's being criticized because of her race. Well, if you put somebody like Tim Scott on the ticket, who's very positive, who says this is a land of opportunity. Yeah, we're not perfect, but boy, is this a great, great country and keeps that optimistic, very positive, galvanizing and a good speaker. You could just hear me. Sounds like our preacher uh, up there. But boy, is he somebody who also galvanizes the crowd and is also very much beloved. It was interesting tonight. Uh, because there were a number of Democratic pundits when they heard that this was coming down because, of course, Tim Scott kind of hinted about it. It didn't hurt that he was standing in front of the Trump plane when he's like, I have a big announcement coming tonight, right? So everyone's like, oh, I think we know what it is. But even a lot of the Democratic pundits who typically really smear folks There were a number of them who said, listen, I may not agree with everything that Tim Scott says in terms of his positions, because obviously they're Democrat versus Republicans. But they all seem to say he's a decent man. 
And they said I would trust him with my family. I would trust him, you know, uh, you know, to have dinner with. I mean, like they also very much spoke of his integrity. And that's an interesting thing, because remember when Trump picked Pence, he was looking at Pence as like, well, this is a solid guy who at that time would help him with evangelicals. It was after all the Access Hollywood tapes and all that other stuff. Pence was a steady hand. He was someone who was beloved in the Christian community, um, someone who had certainly had seasoning in Congress. He was, by the way, a former radio host, too. Um, also you know, governor, as we know, of Indiana. So there was a lot of things in his background that added to this. And if you look at the background of Tim Scott, I mean, this is someone, too, who also has had the legislative background, but also has a really great American story. So regardless, adding him to the line of endorsements is a biggie. And there is word tonight that Nikki Haley is furious because she is friends with Tim Scott. Again, she is the one who appointed him to be in the Senate. That was December 2012 to that Senate seat. He has since won that seat twice on his own. But she did get him basically into that spot. She elevated him in a huge way. They've stayed friends. She's from South Carolina. She's got New Hampshire just a few days away. And she is still in the race of her life because she is still a distant second. But she is, you know, in the, you know, in the area, 10, 12 points. Uh, it's a little different than Iowa where she was 30 points behind Trump. But still, uh, it's still number two at this point. But who knows where it goes? We'll see. It's Tuesday night, uh, the big New Hampshire primary. But right after that is South Carolina. And that's her home state. And she was worried about getting her clocks cleaned in South Carolina because DeSantis skipped New Hampshire, essentially. He went there, but not that much. He's in single digits and he knows it. He is trying to focus on South Carolina. So she's dealing with DeSantis. She's dealing with Trump, who is so far ahead and beloved in South Carolina. And now she has you know, the very beloved Senator Tim Scott, her friend, African-American conservative. And guess what? He's endorsing Trump. So this is an enormous blow to Nikki Haley. How does this change the race? And is this a biggie? Do you believe for President Trump, as I definitely do? I a lot of times don't think endorsements matter that much. Sometimes they don't. But I think this one in particular, because of the relationship with Nikki Haley, because of the dynamics of the race right now, this to me is a big one. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And here is Nikki Haley. She was asked by a reporter when there were grumblings that Tim Scott a few hours ago was going to endorse President Trump. Listen to what she said. Governor, the New York Times says that Tim Scott's endorsing Donald Trump tonight. What would that mean to your campaign? We'll wait and see if it happens. Have you talked to him lately? Well, let's see what happens. And then, of course, he did the very, very public endorsement there in New Hampshire again with the primary on Tuesday. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Al in Yonkers. Line five. Al, your thoughts. I think this is a big one. Hi, Rita. 
How are you? Uh, Rita, yeah, I wanted to say, uh, I'm sure our governor, Senator Scott, uh, it was a tough decision for him. Uh, you know, he was uh, in, uh, appointed by then-Governor Haley to, be, to fill the vacant uh, U.S. Senate seat in uh, South Carolina. You know, when you have uh, something like this happens, uh, it's really a life thing. Uh, it probably will never heal. Like, I'll give you a quick scenario. In 1980, when uh, Jimmy Carter was primaried by then-Senator Kennedy, uh, even though at the convention uh, Kennedy uh, endorsed him, not wholeheartedly, he really didn't, uh, I'm sure Carter never forgave him for that. So it was an endorsement tonight that was good for President Trump. I think regardless of the endorsement or not, uh, President Trump has a solid base in South Carolina. Yeah, I think he does, too. I think this certainly helps because the one thing that Trump, you're right, he's ahead. He's also ahead in New Hampshire, but we'll see. You know, you never know. Um, she is closer, certainly, than she was in Iowa. And it really is a two-person race there for all intensive purposes. But he would love to, you know, run the gamut right now. He would love to do a sweep. He'd love to say, okay, look at what I did in Iowa. It was historic. Then I won New Hampshire, which is a very different dynamic than Iowa. The voters, independents can vote in New Hampshire. So that makes it a lot more complex. They can actually go and vote in the primary, in the GOP primary. And that could help Nikki Haley, certainly, because a lot of them will go to Haley, you would imagine. But if he can win also New Hampshire and then he wins South Carolina, it's game over. Let's let's just it may be game over, by the way, on Tuesday night. If he so handily trounces Haley and does it in an almost similar fashion that he did in Iowa. And it may not be as big, but it may still be really big. Uh, it may not be the historic number we're talking about, but still, if it's so big, it might be like Nikki Haley, who, you know, it really might be because then donors are not going to want to give money. There was Ken Langone, who was one of the founders of Home Depot. He came out and said, Nikki better deliver big in New Hampshire. If not, I'm not going to, quote, put my money in a rat hole. That was a direct quote from Ken Langone, big billionaire donor. And he says, I like her, but I'm not just going to pour money into somebody who's going to lose. So she has to prove to her base. She has to prove to America. She's certainly got to prove to her donors that she's worth keeping in the race. Obviously, DeSantis, I think, is going to stay regardless to South Carolina because he's committed. I think she will, too. Although if she sees some polls that go, God, I'm going to get trounced and I'm going to be a low number three after I didn't do well in New Hampshire, it may be game over for her. So that's why this, I think, may speed that process up. Of course, you never know in politics. There could be some surprise in New Hampshire. Who knows what comes up uh, between now and then? You know, there's a lot of mudslinging. But this certainly helps him speed the path to victory. And he, of course, has always sort of said, well, you know, maybe by South Carolina it'll be over. And he may actually be right. And it may even be sooner than that. 1-800-848-9222. We'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break on this busy news night here on The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, everybody does want to rule the world. Uh, there will be tears and there will be fears, I'm sure, from the Nikki Haley camp, now knowing that South Carolina senator and close friend of Nikki Haley has just endorsed Donald Trump well ahead of the South Carolina primary. And again, just days away from the New Hampshire one. Is this a game changer and game over for Trump? leading the pack, and game out for Nikki Haley. Let's go to Sandra, line two. Sandra, your thoughts. Oh, I have a lot of thoughts tonight about Nikki Haley. First of all, as you know, politics is vicious, and she's not immune from getting disappointments. First of all, as far as Tim Scott goes, I would go to Trump also. First of all, he wants to work for Trump. Why would he go for Haley? And also, Haley wasn't loyal to Trump. So what's this loyalty all about anyway? I mean, Haley's not loyal. I learned today, and I don't know if this is true, but I heard it from James Goulden that she cheated on her husband twice. Well, now. I, by the way, I saw reports of that. I don't know if it's true. Uh, you know, uh, remember, there were so many of these wild claims. It may be true. I don't know. Uh, but remember, remember, uh, Trump also accused Ted Cruz's dad, remember, of being there around Oswald's time. So there's a lot of wild stuff that flies around. But but it's going to get ugly, to your point. Real quick, Sandra, we just have a few more seconds. No, so I just want to say nobody's perfect, nor is she. But but I feel that um, he has a right to choose Trump. And I think he made the right choice. Well, you know what? A lot of people are saying that. And you're right. She didn't support Trump. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And this Back the Blue segment is sponsored by the great GoyaCares.com because you are a precious gift from God. And Goya does so much to combat human trafficking and support our men and women in blue. Again, check out GoyaCares.com. And this very, very powerful story comes from Grand Traverse County, Michigan, where a state police motor carrier officer rescued a man who had fallen through the ice with the help 
of the man's dog. The officer, Cameron Bennett, and the man's dog named Ruby successfully rescued the 65-year-old man who had broken through the ice on a lake. Witnesses called 911 about 11.45 a.m. on Thursday to report that a man had suddenly fallen through the ice and that the water was extremely cold. As soon as Officer Bennett arrived on the scene, he grabbed a rescue disc attached to a rope from his patrol vehicle. He started to walk onto the ice, but he was not sure if he could reach the man. Eventually, he had to stop because of extremely poor ice conditions. So the officer then shouted out to the man, hey, is that your dog? I'm going to try to send this out to you, okay? He then shouted back to the officer and said, yes, yes, that's him. And he said, send your pup here. Will she come to me? Ruby, come here. Ruby, come here. Well, the dog ran right to the officer, at which point Officer Bennett immediately attached the disc and a rope to the dog's collar. He then told the man to call his dog. Upon being called, Ruby then ran to her owner, who grabbed the disc. Officer Bennett and then a local firefighter, who soon after arrived on the scene, helped the man get out of the water and onto his belly to safety. The man, who had been in the very frigid waters there in Michigan for some 16 minutes, was successfully rescued. He was taken to an ambulance to a nearby hospital and, incredibly, later released with no injuries. State police said that the officer's quick actions with the help of the man's beloved and very loyal dog, Ruby, thankfully saved the man's life. What a great story. And I love being able to honor this great officer and how beautiful a man's best friend, Ruby, comes to the rescue as well. And I love being able to highlight our great men and women in law enforcement every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, because, boy, do they work hard protecting all of us. Well, we are talking about New Hampshire primary. It's the biggie. It's the first in the nation primary. Remember, Iowa was a caucus. New Hampshire is a primary, and it is a biggie. Very different kind of voters than you might see in Iowa, but the issues are also pretty much the same, however. If you look at what the top concerns for Iowa voters was, it was border and immigration. Then the next was economy, uh, then inflation, Issues like that down the line. But overwhelmingly, it was border security. They are so worried about what's happening to our nation's borders, as I am, too. We talk about it a lot here on the Rita Cosby Show. Well, the New Hampshire polls are showing pretty much the same thing. Some polls show that border immigration is number one, economy is number two, or vice versa. Clearly, they are extremely concerned. And recently, there have been more terrorists on the terrorist watch list that have been apprehended from our northern border, because remember, New Hampshire is not far from our northern border, than our southern border. Obviously, more action on the southern border, a lot more people coming through, but you can't forget about our very porous northern border as well. So they are very concerned about safety and security. Uh, they're also getting some really nasty back and forth between the candidates because Nikki Haley knows she has to do something now to define and separate herself from Donald Trump. She knows that her campaign is now on life support and they have to sue 
basically do something to break out um, and have to try to define herself to say, okay, here's why independents who can vote again in New Hampshire, here's why women, here's why some other groups need to, quote, vote for Nikki Haley, she says. And she has come out swinging. She's been kind of tepid about going after President Trump. Remember, she was a South Carolina governor. Then he picked her as ambassador to the U.N. So she worked for President Trump. She was in the Trump administration. But she has come out in the last few weeks and said, you know, it's time for a generational change in the White House. We don't want to have two people who will be in their 80s. Hint, hint, Biden, who can't figure out which side of the stage to walk off of and doesn't know who's in the room, or President Trump, who would be in his 80s in a second term. So it's interesting. She's been taking swipes. But now in the last 24 hours, it is getting a lot uglier. So listen to what she said about President Trump. And she says, oh, he's afraid to debate her. And then she went further. Look, I'll tell you that I think it's important that the media be responsible with what we have, but we're going to keep telling the truth. But the fact that Donald Trump's lying, it's another reason why he won't debate me, because he knows I'll call him out on it. Do you really think that that's why President Trump is not debating her? He's already said, listen, yes, she worked for me. It's an interesting line. You know, well, you know, she worked for me. And he also said he does not believe she could handle the heat. And boy, is there a lot of heat these days, uh, because all the incoming he's taking from all of these different cases, many of them, I believe, uh, firmly believe, I believe, uh, orchestrated by the White House and many other Democrats. I mean, you look at all the charges that they're throwing at Trump, all the allegations. And Donald Trump said the other day, there is no way that a Nikki handle, Nikki Haley, who worked for me in the U.N., I know well, he said she wouldn't be able to take all this incoming. Uh, it's not her kind of fiber. And then he also said DeSantis couldn't handle it either. I don't know too many people who could handle it for all his credit. Uh, he is really taking an incredible amount of incoming. And so Governor Sununu. Governor Chris Sununu of New Hampshire, who is obviously an important endorsement there. He is in the state. He's been kind of a never Trumper. So this is not a surprise. He has endorsed Nikki Haley. He did that a few weeks ago. And he was on earlier today. He was on Katz and Cosby with myself and John Katzmatidis and our great panel that we always have on the five o'clock show here on 77 WABC, our great home station on Red Apple Media. And he said, it was interesting, a couple of weeks ago, he said, oh, she has to win. She's going to win big. I'm predicting she's going to win. She's going to do great. He, of course, again, is backing Haley. Well, today, he backed off from that because he's seeing the polls, because Trump is ahead anywhere from 12 to 17 points in a variety of different polls. That's a pretty big margin right now, obviously. Again, Tuesday is a lifetime in politics. You don't know. Uh, but now he is trying to lower expectations. And that I thought was an interesting turn of events. Listen to what he said on Katz and Cosby a few hours ago. Well, look, I think a really strong second place finish, it would be great. That's all we've ever expected. I, I have no doubt we can, we can actually do that. Um, I mean, if she were to shock the world and, and shock the country and actually beat Trump, that would be amazing too. And, and she's within a stone's throw of it. That's where all the momentum's going. So, it, it is actually possible that that happens, and that gets people really excited. It's not do or die. It's do or die for Trump. I mean, if you think of it that way, he's the only one that said, I'm absolutely going to win. All the media said he was going to win. 
Folks said he couldn't be beaten. So if you crack that perception here in New Hampshire, everything is on the table. She just needs a strong showing to go in back into her home state. Because, as you know, political momentum is real. And all the polls have it going up and up and up and up. Do you agree that she just has to have a decent showing in second place? Or does she need to do better in that uh, to keep some of those billionaire donors and others happy and to keep some momentum in the campaign for her? Uh, it's interesting, again, remember before he was saying, oh, she's going to win New Hampshire. And he's not saying that now because he's also a realist. He also did say that if it is a Trump versus Biden race, even though he's an ever Trumper, he said, I'd vote for Trump. I'm a Republican. So that's interesting, too. So even though people right now are endorsing somebody, they may change when it becomes a general election race. But Governor Sununu did say that he expects this to be a huge turnout because the stakes are so high and there is big money placed on this. Of course, Nikki Haley has big money behind her. So does Trump. And this really is playing for keeps. And he's expecting Tuesday night, he thinks, will be historic. It is growing. Like, the momentum's growing. The energy's growing. More and more people are talking about coming out to vote. So we think we're going to have a record turnout here. Unlike Iowa, Iowa was a joke of a turnout. It's going to be record turnout here in New Hampshire. It was exciting. Because of what you just mentioned, border security is huge. You know, we all we all wanted the wall. Never got built. Like, that was a big promise. It never was fulfilled. The other big one is the economy, right? We don't. We don't have sales tax and income tax in New Hampshire. We want to know that the little bit of taxes we do pay are being handled really responsibly. Hasn't happened in decades in Washington. It's become, you know, fiscal responsibility with your money has become an absolute joke. So, yeah, there's a lot of momentum, obviously, behind Nikki Haley. I'm behind Nikki Haley. She represents this great real conservative brand of responsible government, limited government, and and people are, are galvanizing behind it. Limited government, no sales, no income tax. Boy, doesn't that sound nice, especially uh, from my perch here in New York City. <laughs> you know, you're like, uh, could we pay more for the migrants? You know, they're talking about raising more, you know, getting more socked at everything we do because we're covering for the migrants. And yet they're like, no, we don't have any income tax, no sales tax, no this, no that. Uh, boy, uh, interesting times, just like Florida, too, when you look at all of those things. Um, no wonder people are kind of going to some of these freer states, sadly, as much as I love uh, my beloved New York, where I was born, too, as well. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ. BJ, your thoughts about this is uh, really an election for the record books. It, it's exciting. Oh, it is. I love these times. I loved it uh, when Trump ran in 2016. It is it is better than any comedy show that you could ever watch. And it's great to be able to have this uh, back and forth. Nikki is uh, she's a rhino version of Hillary. I mean, she's the one that said uh, slavery is about big government. Uh, She had she couldn't get along with anyone in his White House. I mean, they, they just, they, you know, they'd hear her stomp down the hall. She's the one that went in and tried to get, uh, she dragged Jared and um, uh, uh, Ivanka down there and said, look, uh, get rid of Pence, I'll be the vice president. And Trump threw him out of the office. I mean, she's just, she, she, she can't, she's, you know, it's good that Sununo shows who he is. He is a bushy all of these bushies want her in because she's establishment she's total establishment she never met a war that she didn't like 
she stomped around uh, uh, the the UN uh, with the big mouth. Nothing ever got done. Here we are in a war in in Russia, uh, in Ukraine. Uh, we have all these problems all over the world now. Um, we have energy that's down the toilet. We're energy dependent again. And she was with Trump until she wasn't with Trump. By the way, as far as Ron DeSantis is concerned, if he was smart, he would apologize to Trump publicly for the way he behaved, not only during these primaries, but also, uh, you know, he really slipped this guy uh, a dagger uh, in the back uh, in a figurative way. I mean, if it wasn't for Trump, Ron DeSantis wouldn't be governor of the state of Florida. That's plain and simple. Yeah, you know what? It's interesting, um, BJ, because you're right. And, and Trump has spotlighted that a lot about loyalty, uh, people being quote, disloyal. Um, obviously in politics, you know, if you want loyalty, you get a dog. Um, you know, there's not a lot of loyalty as, as we know in the world of politics, just in general. But he has brought that up a lot, that look. And, And in fairness to Trump, he really did. He saved Ron DeSantis the first time because remember the guy he was running against in Florida um, for governorship. Remember when he was running the first time that guy was ahead and it wasn't until Trump endorsed kind of a no name guy, Ron DeSantis, who wasn't super well known at that point. It really elevated him and suddenly he won that race. The next time, obviously, he won it again. Um, and, and did obviously much better. There's a lot more Republicans moving down to Florida. So he had an advantage with some of that too as well, but he did have a good victory. But you're right. Um, he seems to have forgotten that. And Trump, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens because the, the big decision for DeSantis now, BJ, is does he sort of stay as he is now and kind of keep fighting? Or at some point, uh, if he does poorly in South Carolina, because he's sort of not in it, he's obviously going to do poorly in New Hampshire. You look at the numbers. I just saw one a little a few minutes ago, and he's at 5%. But he hasn't really tried in New Hampshire, and he knows that's not like his turf. So he's kind of putting all his baskets into South Carolina. So if he does really poorly in South Carolina prior to that, will he kind of not take as many swings at Trump and then maybe back Trump? I mean, I can't see him backing Nikki Haley. Uh, that doesn't seem to be, you know, uh, his bale of, uh, you know, of uh, Wheaties. <laughs> what do you think, BJ? I mean, who who is he going to back? And where do you see it going if he has to drop out after South Carolina? No, I don't think he's going to drop out. I think his only play is to um, um, do a major mea culpa with Trump. And uh, that's that's his only way out. But that um, means dropping out, too. I mean, you know, you can't do a mea culpa and stay in. I, I see. I agree with you. I think he may do something like try not to take too many barbs, uh, go through South Carolina, see what happens. And if he doesn't uh, do well, which right now it looks hard for him, I don't see a path, but it looks hard for him and he doesn't do well. Uh, then somehow he goes into the fray of, you know, of the campaign. Maybe he says, hey, you know, uh, let's forget everything. Maybe consider me for a VP. Uh, that could happen. You can't be from the same state. But a lot of people are saying that Trump could then go back to the New York state in terms of his residence. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a number of things that could happen. Or at least, hey, consider me in your cabinet. Or consider me to help me. All's forgiven. I'll help you now. And would you kind of help me maybe in four years? I mean, who knows? There's a lot of things that can happen, BJ. Real quick, your thoughts. 
Yeah, uh, Trump's got this sewn up. Nikki is out. Nikki is Nikki is uh, where Kasich was back in 2016. Ron is not going to do it. He's not going to pull it out. Uh, he's going to so he'll, he'll he'll survive to second place, but which is good. But he's got to somehow in a political he's got to pivot somehow and say, look, uh, I was in campaign mode. Now we have to join hands if we're going to defeat the Democrats. Yeah, he's all right. Exactly. All kumbaya like and that which happens a lot in politics. It very well could happen. BJ, 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to the Rita Cosby show. I'll continue with your awesome calls after the break. It's the Rita Cosby show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Some people are still in the presidential race. Maybe, you know, name recognition. Maybe they're still getting money from their big donors. Makes me wonder. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan in Forest Hills. Go ahead, Stan. Let's hear it. How are you? How are you? I'm good. How you doing? It's cold. (laughs) By the way, it is so cold. All right. Here it is. Uh, First of all, I'm not a big fan of, uh, uh, what's her name, who ran with from South Carolina. Nikki Haley. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan, but I got news for you. Uh, he put the knife in her, the guy that's the senator. Uh, he's a pragmatist. He did exactly what he had to do. He doesn't give a damn. He wants to survive as a senator and in the Republican Party. So he stabbed her pretty good. She didn't even get a call from him saying that you would think at least kind enough to call. She was waiting to hear. So the hell with him. But here's the best news. I hope he becomes vice president because the majority of the Republican Party on the far right hate black people and oh, they will not support this guy. You Stan, can be sure Stan, of that. That is such a bunch of bleep bleep hogwash. I mean, it really is. That is just ridiculous. I mean, that is the most ridiculous statement I've ever heard. And in fact, uh, Tim Scott, who is so eloquent, uh, would obviously put uh, people like you who think that uh, to shame because he'd go, wait a minute, look at his life story. We've had a black president. We have a black vice president. Uh, we're going to talk about a black D.A. in the next hour. Uh, so give me a break. <laughs> 